What's up, Buttercup? Justin Michael of DNBR Rams here, and I've got to tell you about Mike and Virginia Chevalier, who are not only diehard Broncos fans and proud CSU alums, but they've supported DNBR for a long, long time as DNBR members. They are a husband and wife team with over 15 years of financial service experience, and luckily for you, they want to pass down some of that knowledge. Since your home is likely to be one of your largest assets, and your mortgage your largest debt, they believe it is vital to consider your full financial picture when purchasing a home. This includes considering your short-term and long-term planning goals, your investments, your, and your tax situation. Mike and Virginia will work tirelessly to find the best loan for your situation. Visit them at dnvrmortgage.com and enter to win a free DNVR sugar hat when you do. Most importantly, get set up with a free consultation to discuss all your options. Call Mike directly at 970-412-2472 or visit dnvrmortgage.com. That's 970-412-2472 or dnvrmortgage.com. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006. What's good? What's poppin'? It's late Wednesday night. We're getting funky with the horns on the intro. I like it. I like that. We've been going with the drums for a long time. Figured, let's shake it up a little bit. Let's bring a little energy to the beginning of the pod. Went with the horns. I don't know. Getting a little creative out here. Uh, we're going to talk a lot of college football stuff today. Going to be talking Warren Jackson. Going to update you on what I know about CSU football so far. Just kind of what they've been up to. Going to give some takeaways in regards to the Mountain West, the Pac-12, why they should be monitoring the NFL very closely in terms of the injury situation. And then we're just going to talk about installing a new system a little bit and why CSU is going to be kind of in a, in a wonky position heading into the year, but there's still reason for optimism. So ton to go over on today's episode, obviously starting with Warren Jackson, though. If you follow the DNVR Rams account on Twitter, we posted a screenshot of Warren Jackson's most recent Instagram post, which was just a photo of him training. Pretty basic stuff. But in the comment section, a CSU fan asked Warren if he would be willing to you know, reconsider coming back if CSU ultimately decides to play this fall. Warren made his answer uh, pretty clear, pretty abruptly, with a simple no. Kept it simple, kept it sweet with his response. Kind <laughs> of love it. Um, look, I think some CSU fans were kind of hoping for the possibility of Warren changing his mind. I never really expected him to, to be honest. I just think it's a really hard sell right now, college in general. I mean, it's one thing if you're recruiting a 17-year-old that's, you know, never experienced college, just dying to get out of their parents' house, you know, dying to get the dorms, you know, dying to get there. Anything is better than you know, being cooped up with mom and dad right now. No offense to all the moms and dads out there. You remember how it was when you were 17, though. But it's not that situation anymore, you know. Warren was the, the preseason Mountain West Player of the Year. He certainly has the attention of NFL scouts and has for a long time. I think people are going to say the right things about him. You know, if you go and talk to Mike Bobo, you go and talk to Joe Cox, to Alvis Witted, to anyone that's been around him, even Kenny Guyton, who, you know, wasn't around, Guten Guyton, I always pronounce his last name incorrectly. Um, I think it's Guyton. Anybody, you know, that has has been around Warren Jackson 
just has nothing but good things to say about him. You know, they talk about his character, his work ethic. When you watch him, his skill is undeniable. His ability to go and get the football, his catch radius is absurd. One of my favorite comparisons for him has always been A.J. Green. Just throw the football up there and Warren's going to go get it for you. Now, I will say, this is projected to be a really deep wide receiver class. And because of that, you know, there is a, there's a logical argument that Warren could come back and really benefit himself from a financial perspective because, you know, the, the guaranteed money up front, if you go in the third round, the second round, a lot different if you're going in the fourth, fifth, sixth round. I don't think Warren would go any later than the sixth. I think he would go earlier than that, to be honest. I'd be pretty shocked if he even makes it that far. But, you know, like I said, it, it is a really deep wide receiver class. If he doesn't play this fall and some other guys that are right around him in terms of the draft board status end up playing this fall and those guys all ball out, you know, that could kind of hurt Warren. Obviously, Warren could come back and get hurt too. So there's always that argument, you know, there's just so many different sides to consider. But for me, the, it, it all really comes down to, would you want to participate in the college experience if you knew that you were going to be an NFL prospect? Normally, I think there's an argument because I think college is so fun, especially for some of these student athletes, just the camaraderie of it all. But right now, in 2020, online classes, all the, the you know the fun things are, are out the window. You don't get to go to parties. You know you don't get to you don't get to experience the things that make college really fun. That's a tough sell. Hey, you want to come do online classes for a couple more months? Risk getting hurt to come play. I'm sure the the coaches will give it their best shot. You know, I'm sure they'll attempt to re-recruit him, convince him to stay. And you never know. Um, you know, maybe Warren will just decide. I want one last ride with these guys. You know, I want a chance at winning a bowl game, contending for a league title, all the things that he talked about last spring that got the Ram fans all jacked up and pumped up that he was coming back in the first place. I just think it's such a tough sell right now, especially now that he's been out of it. It's one thing when you're in the groove of things, you're, you're used to going to school. Warren's been out of it, you, you know, for months now. And to, to have to jump back in, that's a tough sell. And it's really complicated. I, I'm not even sure it's technically even possible. They've the the semester has started, you know, well over a month ago. The the ad drop deadline has come and passed. So I'm not even, you know, technically, I'm not even sure it's possible for Warren to come back. Even if he wanted to, it would probably take some strings being pulled, um, some type of special circumstance. It could happen, just given everything that's going on right now. It just seems high. It always seemed highly un- unlikely. And he, he pretty much put that final nail in the coffin with his response on Instagram. So I, I think we had to talk about it. Obviously, there was always this, this little lingering hope that he would come back. But at this point, I think Ram fans should just focus on, you know, the players that are going to be around and, and wish Warren the best. Obviously, everybody is definitely going to be rooting for Warren to succeed. Wherever he goes, I'll be cheering him on you know, hope to rep his jersey someday, all that fun stuff. But since we are on the the topic of, of college football, the NFL, injuries, the draft process, that entire, you know, conversation, it's all kind of intertwined. If, if I'm the Mountain West and the Pac-12, there are a couple of things that I'm really paying attention to. One, the amount of games that are being postponed from COVID, they're 
seems to, at least through these last couple of weeks, there seems to be about four or five per weekend that end up getting uh, canceled, postponed, however you want to phrase it, due to COVID. You know, they should definitely be paying attention to that. But two, I really think they need to take note of the injuries that are happening across the NFL. I'll be honest, the, the quality of football has actually been quite good. You know, I, I really thought it would be much sloppier than it was. I thought there'd be more penalties. I thought there would be, you know, worse tackling just with the, la- with the lack of contact. But really, at least with the NFL, some of the college games have been a little sloppy. But at least with the NFL, I've been pretty pleasantly surprised with the quality of the games. I think they've been entertaining. I think the guys have been into it. I, it's, it's been a really good product. The the one area where it has not been fun to watch is, is from an injury perspective. It's it's really been a bloodbath. I mean, if you're a Broncos fan like myself, just God, that Pittsburgh game. How often do you lose your number one wide receiver and your starting quarterback within a, a matter of minutes? I mean, it, it's just been crazy. And as a Broncos fan, that definitely sucks. You know, I was really looking forward to Cortland Sutton. Drew Locke, seeing how they were able to build off it. Definitely a difficult start with the 0-2, but you know there was still reason to believe. And now it just kind of feels like the season is over before it even started. You know, maybe you maybe you should just tank and try and get a draft pick. I don't know. It just it doesn't seem very hopeful, especially given how good the Chiefs and Raiders both look. And honestly, I think the Chargers look pretty good too. That defense is legit. Herbert looked a lot better than anybody expected. Oh my God, this is completely off track, but how crazy was that situation with the Chargers team doctor? My God, poor Tyrod Taylor. That dude cannot catch a break. I mean, by all accounts, he just seems to be really beloved. Everywhere he goes, he wins over his teammates. He wins over the coaching staff. And he's just constantly in situations where they they bring in another quarterback and push him out the door. You know, Josh Allen in Buffalo, Baker Mayfield, in Cleveland. Now it's Herbert and it wasn't even his fault this time, you know, just really, really unfortunate. I, I, I feel so bad for him. If, uh, if I'm Tyra and I'm, I'm looking into a lawsuit, I will say apparently that type of stuff is a lot more common than people realize. And that's a big reason why so many of these players, you know, they want to get their own expertise. They want to get their own doctors looking at it and not just relying on the team stuff because, you know, you never know. Apparently, you know, there was some stuff with the Broncos and uh, Julius Thomas back in the day, and that's ultimately what, you know, kind of created the distrust and, and you know, led Thomas to wanting out, and they obviously let him go to Jacksonville. But a crazy, crazy situation. The, uh, the reason that I brought all this up in the first place, though, if you're the Mountain West and you're the Pac-12, and you're looking at all these injuries across the board, you know, Bosa, Saquon Barkley, Cortland Sutton, Drew Locke, Christian McCaffrey, the list goes on and on. So many superstars lost in the first couple weeks. And to me, I just wonder how much of that can be attributed to the lack of preseason, the lack of general contact over the last couple of weeks, months. You can't just go from zero to 100. The body does not work like that. You can't even really go from 30 or 40 to 100. It's got to be a gradual process. And I don't know, it just, it really seems like they, they maybe tried to get up and going a little too soon, and, and now they're, they're really paying the price for it. 
there are uh, just so many details that have to be worked out for these leagues to come play football. And I get that it's a complicated process. I'm not, I'm not trying to be that guy that's, you know, pound on the table. Let's go get it out already. I know there are so many things that have to happen behind the scenes, just from a testing perspective, logistically, it's going to be crazy. And I do not envy these athletic departments, but if you know, you're going to play the sooner that you can get up and practicing and, and, you know, getting back to normal, the less likely you are to have these catastrophic injuries. I'm not a medical expert. I'm not, but just based on following football and this process and experiencing it, you know, all these years, I just, I really think that four to six week process is really, really important for just conditioning the body, getting used to contact, getting used to explosiveness. I mean, you can do all these things in the park, you know, one-on-one with friends and your shorts with no shirt and post the pictures on Instagram and all that. But it's not the same stress of live game action, not the same tenseness. There are just so many different factors that come into it. And it is a process getting back to live game action. I know, you know, we love to shit all over the preseason and I get it. It can be really frustrating, especially when you get hurt in preseason games that don't even count in the, in the end. They do matter. They don't count. But I, I just think it's really, really important that these teams, at the bare minimum, at the bare minimum, get four weeks of practice, if not a full five, before you know they, they get back into action. And that's why you know getting back up in the next week or so is going to be so, so important if they do, you know, want to start at the end of October, early November, the, the next, you know, six to eight days, every single day counts. And they've got to figure it out as soon as possible because injuries and all this stuff, it matters. It really does. Cool, 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 cool. We're going to talk about CSU football more specifically. Uh, just some of the stuff I'm hearing about what's been going on, you know, how people are adjusting and all that. Uh, in just a second, but first, I did want to play just a little clip of Warren Jackson going crazy against New Mexico because we all just had so much fun watching him ball out over the years. Teams looking for a victory. Rams one and five have lost four straight, winless in league play. O'Brien along. He leaping grab Warren Jackson. No shot. Back to the podcast in just a second, but first a word from our partner, DraftKings Sportsbook. Week two of football is in the books, and now is the time to review the tape and get ready for week three. There's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. To add to the excitement of week three, DraftKings Sportsbook is bringing their can't-miss offer. If you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the app now because you don't want to miss this. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users the chance to turn $1 into $100 when they bet on any team. That's right, you can place a $1 bet on any team, and if that team wins, you can cash a cool Benjamin. How could you pass that up? Don't worry, if football isn't for you, DraftKings is giving all you MMA fans the same great offer to use this weekend for UFC 253. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code DNVR when you sign up to get this can't-miss offer. Pick any team during week three, bet $1 on them, and win $100 if they win. 
That's win $100 on a $1 bet when you use the promo code DNVR during sign-up for a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Eligibility restrictions to apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. We are going to wrap up the podcast here, but I did want to continue the conversation with why it is so paramount for CSU football to get back to action as soon as possible. Well, right now, the the only type of practice going on is essentially individual and position group type workouts, and then just some seven on seven type stuff. The staff is doing what they can in terms of you know implementing their systems, trying to get everybody used to it, but until you know you go out and you're and you're running eleven on elevens full contact, there's really only so much you can do. It's pretty much just you know walkthroughs, installs, a lot of film. It's just really really hard to get into the groove of things, especially with a first year staff, and and just being so up and down in terms of practice, you know, you start spring ball, you get a couple of practices in, thank God they got a little bit in. Then you go away, then you come back for a little bit, then it obviously gets shut down again because of COVID. Now you're, you know, kind of back a little bit over the last couple of weeks, but it's, it's just not the same as, you know, a traditional fall camp where you would have had essentially all of August, maybe even the end of July to really, you know, get into the swing of things and, and get ready for the season. It's it's going to be a really important next month for CSU football in terms of, you know, what type of year the Rams have. It's it's going to be a lot of individual responsibility on the players to go above and beyond to learn all of this because you know, they're not going to have a camp that's traditional. It's not going to be as long as what the, the you know, normal process was going to be. You're, you don't have an entire summer to get ready for the season. You're going to have basically a month and it's just going to be it's going to be a, a race to the to get ready basically almost a race to the finish but really it's a race to the start so it's it's really important uh, based on what i've been told patrick o'brien is is really doing well the coaches are they're impressed with him they like what they've seen he's done a good job of you know putting it upon himself to get familiar with the system to get comfortable and and part of that is probably just his experience i mean patrick has played in so many different systems. He played in two different ones at Nebraska because of the coaching change. Came to CSU, obviously had to learn Bobo's system. Bobo's out. Now he's got to learn Joey Lynch and Adazio's system. The the kid can't catch a break in that regard. And in a lot of sense, you know, that that should always be considered when, you know, talking about his NFL prospects. One, it is a skill to be able to learn systems quickly. Trust me, there have been a lot of talented you know, arms out there that just couldn't get it done. And it, this is, it's not the same as learning an NFL play. I mean, just following the whole Garrett Grayson situation at New Orleans was eye opening to me because Garrett is one of the smarter football players I've ever been around. And he's, he struggled to grasp New Orleans system. And a lot of it, it just, it showed me how complicated that process really can be. And so if, you know, Patrick can, can pick up on these types of things quickly, that's going to be important. You know, that's going to be big for CSU's success, especially, you know, you got Todd Santeo breathing down your throat. I do think Patrick will be the starter. I think 
There'll probably be some packages designed to take advantage of Santeo's athleticism. I, I don't really think they'll do a two QB system, but just in general, you know, as, as soon as, as soon as they can get back to normal and get back to practice, the, the better, the better chances the Rams are going to have at competing because I do think the talent is there. I think this team is good enough to finish in the top, you know, third of the conference, potentially even higher. I'm just trying not to, you know, use too much hyperbole right now. One thing is for certain, man, I'm going to be absolutely glued to my phone and laptop over the next 48 hours, hoping that we get some type of announcement from the conference before the week's end. The, the conference presidents, the board, you know, they're supposed to meet on Thursday. There's potentially going to be a vote. We'll see. It's, it's going to be a big couple of days. And obviously we will do our, you know, we will keep you up to date with all of that. So thank you to everybody that follows the site. Uh, going to be talking college football again on tomorrow's podcast. Also going to be talking a little bit of hoops. The uh, Rams might land a commit out of Texas on Thursday evening. We will have to see. Thank you to everybody that continues to support DNVR Rams. I know I get kind of corny with this type of stuff, but it still does blow my mind that, you know, so many of you are willing to subscribe to the site. You're willing to pay for our content and, and make it possible because I genuinely believe we do some of the most creative stuff in the state when it comes to how we cover these teams. But, you know, we need people like you to make it possible. You guys make our dreams come true. I love you all so much. Stay safe. You know, try to stay sane out there. It's it's a tough time right now. People are, we're all going through a lot. And I, I know that. So I just want you all to know I'm in your corner and I'm always rooting for you. Word, we'll be back tomorrow with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast. Peace. With the cuff khakis wearing graphic tees Feeling way too trendy Raps that kill Oh, I'm deadly Primed and ready like machetes At a deli in New Delhi Feeling scummy like Martin Scarelli Turn jam into jelly Then drink it like juice But water's the truth So I sip on that too Skinny looking kid with no car keys Like the only thing I drive is RCRV's Got the stash like Steve Harvey Oh, I'm gnarly